Okay, welcome Justin to No Excuses, Real Inspiration, hosted by Scott Marshall. So thank you for giving up your time all the way from the US. So I'm here in Glasgow, so there's many miles between us and a very big uh, time zone. So for our audience, just give a brief intro of who you are and what you do. Yeah, Scott, thanks for having me. My name is Justin Kurtz, like you said, and my story is I was born with a congenital heart defect. I have what is known as a transposition of the great vessels. Basically, it just means that the two pumps of your heart were backwards and I couldn't get any oxygen in my bloodstream as a kid. And so turning that problem and then just constantly being told, well, you're, you're lucky to be alive. We hope to see you next year. And then one day they told me, well, you got 20 years to live. And I decided that, you know, what am I going to do with 20 years? And so I decided to change my life and take an intentional outlook on what to do with that. And now I just kind of share the story of what I've done. I do a little bit of coaching and training, but mostly uh, I'm a massage therapist now. And I just enjoy touching naked people for money. (laughs) It has its perks. (laughs) Yes, sir. It's not too bad. Keeps me in good shape, too. Absolutely. So, obviously, you mentioned, you know, you were were you diagnosed at birth with this? Yeah, so I was born uh, blue. I looked like a Smurf. Uh, They basically immediately took me out of the room. I don't know if my mom got to actually hold me before they took me out. Um, But they took me out, put me in an ambulance, took me to another town. It was a bigger hospital. And they said, well, we can't do anything for this kid. So they put me in a helicopter and flew me to another city and she had to check herself out and go meet me in that city which is like two hours away and that would be where i would do most of my checkups and appointments throughout life uh you know just constantly going in for ekgs and ultrasounds and all that fun stuff so i've got to see all that technology grow over the years and uh you know lots of complications from that i started in fifth grade having daily chest pains where it'd feel like i was having a heart attack all the time yeah. just like somebody stabbed me in the side and that went on until my mid-20s when i decided to have surgery to try to fix the leak in my valve that was causing that uh, pain and i felt awesome for like a year and went in for a checkup and they said you're about to die uh and the, So I went through another open heart surgery. They put in a mechanical valve and eventually a pacemaker. And just, I never, it was about a year after the pacemaker and I still just didn't feel very good and was constantly still having health issues. Uh, They diagnosed me with rheumatoid arthritis and sleep disorders and restless leg and all this other stuff. Having all sorts of drugs. And I just got tired of it. And uh, I said, I'm done. And we, Luckily, I have a safety net here, and so I took advantage of our disability program, and I thought I was dying, so I went on disability, and in that process, my doctor said, well, you're going to live 20 years, and I'd never been told I had 20 years to live before, and I was not very happy about it, yeah. honestly, um, and so it was, well, what am I going to do for 20 years, because I don't want to feel like this. I don't want to spend 20 years doing this, and I'd just gotten married, and she wanted a kid, and I wasn't going to have a child grow up and just see a dad sitting around watching TV. And I remember it was a, a pivotal day of watching daytime TV. And I don't know if you get this show over there, but there's a show here called Maury Povich. And the whole point of the show is like, who's my parents' dad? 
yeah. you know, like paternity tests and lie detectors oh, yeah, and yeah. stuff. So I went to commercial break and I'm like, oh, I, I want to know who the dad is. And I go to the bathroom and I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, I don't want to be this for 20 years. So I unplugged my television and I rolled in the corner and I started picking up good books and being intentional about doing something every day to advance a vision for who I wanted to be in 20 years. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. And when, and when did the doctor tell you that? What year? Uh, so I was 27 ish when they told me, uh, you know, you'd have 20 years to live and I'm 43, almost 44 now. And I, so I thought this was going to be the end. My pacemakers running out and I was going to let it die and just go with it. <clears throat> and they said, well, uh, your heart's in really good shape. So that's probably not going to happen because I've started living good and, and trying to be yeah. better. But I didn't do any, I didn't go to the doctors. I wasn't doing any of the, the checkups every year because I just didn't want to play that game. Uh, so I'm not a very good patient. <clears throat> so I don't make a, a transplant. I'm not uh, qualified for a transplant. So anyway, I uh, planned on dying and they would, went ahead and did the exploration just to see how bad the heart was because I didn't want to just suffer. And they said, man, you look, you look great. You'll probably live another 20 years. <laughs> so now, so now I got to come up with more stuff to do in the next 20 years. So. Fantastic. I love that. I love that. So, you know, you mentioned your age there, uh, Justin. So you're 44. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what age do you almost, feel? Almost. 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 Okay. okay. So what age do you feel? Uh, I feel better than I did in my twenties. Like I'm, I can walk as far as I need to walk and I hunt. I went and I, the property I own. So I bought 20 acres and on each side of it is basically, you know, small mountains and yeah. I can climb those and pack a gun and go hunt deer and stock deer. And I didn't get anything, but I at least was able to do it. I built a house by hand uh, and hand mudded it. like did all the stuff, uh, a lot of it like old world, so I made what's called clay slip straw walls. So you just take straw and you mix it in a clay mixture and then you ram it in the forms in your yeah. wall and then you hand mud a clay mixture on top of that. And I did that for my little cabin and did it all, like I said, with my bare hands with like crappy tools and <laughs> did it as hard as I could possibly do it just to prove that if I can do this, then what's your excuse? And no, exactly. I can go out and uh, challenge people and encourage them to do more with their lives. No, absolutely. And obviously, how do you, what's your weekly fitness routine? What do you do? So I really don't do much. Uh, honestly, my, I broke my back at one point as well. And so a lot of exercise because my sternum's been split open three times, like anything that creates too much pressure, like I can't really lift power lift or anything like yeah. that so i've learned to use um i just took a lot of stuff that works and made my own routine of stretching and by stretching it's just like isometrics just flexing everything i can and then relaxing it trying to hold that for like 30 seconds at a time i'll use a towel uh, and do resistance and i just kind of have my own like tai chi yoga yeah. whatever you want to call it rhythm of just moving to wherever i hurt and holding that uh, so I, I go to the gym several times and I go into the hot tub and the sauna and the, um, steam room yeah. and I stretch in there. 
and I do all my stretching in there because of the, the heat and the water. I do do some swimming and things when I feel like it. I try to walk about a mile a uh, couple times a week. I was walking every day, but I'm not walking as much every day. But I'm working more as a massage therapist now, so I'm not having yeah. to go to the gym as much. It's The gym's more about self-care so that I can do my job because my job is an hour to 90 minutes at a time of you know fairly physical yeah. labor using my whole body and, and doing that for three or four hours a day. <clears throat> so I'd stay pretty good shape and then I get to the property or get out in the woods and hike and walk around as much as I can. No, definitely. And you know, but, I love, uh, I, I love the fact that you're adapting to my, my philosophy, which is um, small movement, but more effective. Yeah. So, you know, over the, the years, within fitness and you know you would have seen guys you know tear their ankles knees hips because of the amount of running high impact exercises that certain instructors are getting them to do we need to get away from that man we need, yeah. to, do, we need to do more stretching we need to go to tai chi yoga you know i've recently started going to body balance pilates you know yeah. started doing that on my own yeah, I mean, can you get your socks on in the morning without falling over? Like, that's a lot more important than if you can bench 300 pounds. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I, I, I'm with you that we, we have this idea of health that is just so far removed from what being healthy really means. To me, being healthy is can you sustain your lifestyle and does that lifestyle keep you fit for the, your life? Because these guys that hit the gym in their 20s and they bulk up, you better plan on doing that every day for the rest of your life until you're in your 70s because as soon as you stop your muscles are going to deteriorate and you're going to get fat and you're just going to be unhealthy and yeah. i see it time and time again these old guys that are big but and broad and just unflexible they can't bend over you know i work on people because we sit at desks and we look down at our phones and as a therapist all day long i'm just trying to get people to to move more and stretch more and again, stretching doesn't even have to be this complicated thing of uh, getting on the floor, even though that's good for you. Like just tighten your butt cheeks while you're standing there doing the dishes. Yeah. That, I started doing that and my they were going to do surgery. They wanted to do injections in my back because I broke my back. I got spondylolisthesis in my back, I found out. And um, I just started doing that more. And I, I'm not in near as much pain anymore. I don't get I don't need injections like it still aches a little bit, but I don't have near the pain I used to have. And all I do is just tighten those muscles and hold them and walk when I when I intentionally walk a mile at the gym because it's winter and I don't get outside as much. I just make sure that I'm keeping those muscles tight and my back straight more. And so just little things to improve that. And. I don't need surgery. I'm not going to need an injection of some drug into my system because that's not sustainable either. You know, I can't yeah. every three months, six months, I got to go get a shot in the back. Well, for me, because of the mechanical valve to get that shot, I have to get off blood thinners and then I got to get tested to make sure my blood thinners are at the right level. And then once I get done, I got to inject uh, like a heparin shot into myself to make sure I don't get a blood clot. So it's a, a lot more complicated than just stretching. <laughs> I no, stretch a little bit and walk and and not try, and not bend over and be careful about how I pick things up 
you know, I squat a lot now. That was one of the best things I ever started doing was flat-footed squats. You know, if you can't shit in the woods, how healthy are you? <laughs> you <know? laughs> so, <laughs> and and I couldn't, man. I had to like hold on to a tree, and I'm like, this sucks. I got to do something about this. And so now I can squat down. I'm not to the level that, you know, I'm like a first-generation, first-world person where I, that's the way I sit comfortably. Uh, but I'm a whole lot better than I was. And again, that helped realign my hips and get my hips to not hurt so much. And my low back's not hurt so much. No. And again, Bruce Lee, I think, was the one that said flexibility is strength. So yeah. that's my big thing this year as far as exercise is just overall body more like you, more flexibility and balance. I'm still not as capable of like standing on one leg as I'd like to be and things of that nature. But uh uh, getting that back strengthened up so absolutely so for yourself justin um on a personal level how how was the pandemic for you uh i lived my best life i knew this was coming 15 years 13 years ago uh that we would have major chaos and that once they passed at least in america once they passed universal health care they would then force you to be sick and use it at some point like everybody's going to have to become sick if you're going to have to buy this stuff because now you're going to have to use it. So I've been planning on you know, moving off grid and building this off grid lifestyle just also to prove that I could do it, you know, that you could still live as a human in this planet yeah. and feed yourself and build your own home and, you know, just all the stuff that comes with that, you know, the power and the freedom that comes with knowing I'm never going to be homeless because I can take mud and sticks and I can turn it into a house and I know how to you know, do a lot of things that I don't have to worry about. <clears throat> so uh, it allowed me to break free even more and, you know, know that I was on the right path and go out there and I built the house and now I'm, I'm adding to it. I bought an antique log cabin, had it disassembled and moved my property. And so now I'm going to rebuild it. And I'm going to try to make it a little more modern um, and have like actual plumbing and some things like that with it <clears throat> but uh yeah i'm i'm living my best life honestly it was i had to adapt to not being able to go to the gym and do my stretching to feel better because it does the heat and things makes a huge difference and you know just how i feel physically so i just did more epsom salt type baths to yeah. loosen up muscles and i got more regular massages myself and i you know just more careful about how i use my body i have to be very intentional like how i stand how i walk how i do my dishes uh, you know i'm always having to think about what i'm doing because from my feet to my head i was in pain for so long after all the surgeries my back was 75 percent subluxed and then find out that i also had it broken in the bottom i had a dislocated leg for years that i walked on so just lots of physical pain and pain in my feet uh so I have to be very conscientious about everything I do. And that makes it easy to adapt to chaos and change and problems because you're just, you know, intentional about everything anyway. Oh, fantastic. And your own um, personal opinion, mental health um, with exercise or as a yeah. whole. Yeah, so <clears throat> I think... They're, they go hand in hand, but they don't necessarily, they aren't mutually exclusive, right? You cannot be, you can be physically fit and not be mentally fit. 
and you can be mentally fit, not be physically fit, but then you've got this disconnect, right? You can be happy with your unhealthy nature, but that doesn't make you healthy. And so you end up with this cognitive dissonance going on and somewhere something's got to give. So for me, the mental health was a big challenge because I was dying all the time. And now I've got to figure out how to live and it's not easy to do. And I always, my ambition doesn't match my heart condition because I still have limits. You know, I'm, I'm in the best shape I've ever been in, but I'm also a guy that was born with a congenital heart defect. Right. So, but at 44, comparably, you know, most of my counterparts are overweight. They've got diabetes. They're getting heart attacks, heart disease, stress. You know, my life is designed. I live where I want to live. I live how I want to live. I eat what I want to eat, you know, including cookie dough and cake batter and whatever other junk I want to eat at night. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it just, uh, you can't, I felt really good, but I didn't feel good about who I was because I still didn't recognize the new person. Yeah. And so I'm still trying to get the mindset around. I'm a, I'm just a regular healthy guy. Yeah. I've never been healthy. Right. But my health was what actually kept me going. My health is what allowed me to do the things that I did do. And I only ever allowed the heart thing to be a thing in my own head. I mean, it had a physical effect, right? There was a physical limitation, but especially now that I don't have the every single day stabbing pain, you know, it's easy to forget that I, I've got this thing that's still a rev limiter to my capabilities. So I'm not going to run any marathons, you know, I'm not going to run from any zombie hordes. <laughs> I'm still going to stand my ground. My thing is always, I don't run to or from anything. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I can walk as long as I want to walk as long as I walk in my pace. Yeah. So again, everything is, everything I do has to be done to where it's adapted for me and being okay with that is not easy because we compare ourselves to each other, you know, go yeah. to the gym and I see other guys and they're lifting or doing things. And, you know, even like pull-ups and things just hard on that sternum. And so there's just things that I'd like to try or do that. Again, I have to balance. Like I'm not going to, especially like, cause I love going to the woods. I have to be very, careful because if i fall down a mountain or break a bone or cut myself too bad i've got a whole other set of problems that a healthy person doesn't have to and that affects my mental health because again i still have to deal with my personal reality yeah. and be okay with that that that's okay to be who i am and i don't have to be you yeah so for yourself i know you're you're very you know rigid about you know, thinking about every every next move. So basically, your life is like a game of chess, if we were to put it like that. So you're thinking about the next two moves, okay? But does Justin have any bad habits within his week? Yes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing better, but uh, I still smoke cigarettes. I, I'm down to maybe four or five cigarettes a day instead of a pack a day. But uh, there for a while, I got up to a pack a day, but, and, um, you know, I used medical marijuana for a long time for the pain management because it was a natural pain reliever and I didn't like the effects of the uh, pharmaceuticals, uh, but I've been able to cut that back some, but I still probably rely on it more than I should. Uh, and sweets, I love junk food. And <laughs> so, you know, if I eat, healthy and fast for a couple of days, I can have 
a little bowl of cake batter every night and it's not a big deal, you know. Yeah. So but no, you know, everything in moderation, you know. Yeah. Why why, why should we, you know, live a life where we're gonna restrict ourselves from having tasty things, you know, things that are yep. nice and sweet and things that we enjoy because it's like we've got to take into account of, you know, if we've got things on, right? So imagine you're working all day and taking out your work, work schedule and then, you know, you want to watch a movie in, in the evening. Ah, oh, no, I'm not going to have uh, sweets tonight. I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to eat salad with that. Nah, bugger that, man. Enjoy, enjoy life, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm a Christian guy, so there's a, the book of Ecclesiastes is my favorite favorite because it's everything's useless, right? The only thing that you get in life is what you eat and the work you do. Everything else is useless because you can read lots of books, but in the end, you're still going to die. You can build all kinds of businesses, but somebody else is going to enjoy the fruits of your labor in the end. Somebody else will run your business or get your land. Your kid won't run it the way you would do it, you know, and it's, it's all useless in the grand scheme of things because you live, you eat, you die. And every day you have to do something to fill that belly. And that's yeah. your real taskmaster in life is that stomach. And so you might as well put good things in it. And again, in moderation, like, it changed my mindset a lot. Instead of trying to just quit smoking, I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to quit. I'm just going to not do it every hour on the hours. You know, I'm just going to three or four a day, you know, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, one at night. And I'm not putting this mental stress on myself. Like, like I have to give it up. I can still enjoy things. That I like smoking a cigarette, you know, yeah. I, if I, why torture myself and beat myself up because I don't want to live by society's pressures. Cause it isn't because I don't want to smoke that I don't want to smoke. I don't want to smoke because well, society doesn't want me to, and they want to charge me so much for the privilege of it. And, you know, they want to charge me more on my insurance or they won't give me a heart transplant and all these kinds of things because of it. But, you know, I'd rather smoke three or four cigarettes a day and eat really good and 99% of the time, but then scarf out on something junky once in a while and just truly enjoy it. Or yeah. every day, like I eat raw cookie dough because that's my thing for a long time and <laughs> ice cream before that. And, you know, life's too good to not have sweets. Nah, exactly. <laughs> my, my teeth aren't real happy about it these days, but, uh, you know, <laughs> oh, it's a consequence. Yeah. So, for yourself, Justin, within, you know, we'll, we'll keep it health and fitness related. Um, so do you have any pet hates, things that you hate to see within your gym? Uh, I hate to see bad posture when I see people lifting and they're just they're putting all this pressure on that low back and, you know, unnecessarily so. They, they pretend they're doing squats and they just bend way over and barely bend their knees. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, you know, that and just how much time I see people messing with their phones. Yes. Right? Like I, I stopped taking my phone in there because I can't listen to music because I'm changing the song. I'm doing I'm in and out of the gym in 30 minutes to an hour max yeah. if I really want to do some extra stuff. Because, again, normally I go just the pool area and do the sauna and all that stuff. But if I want to go upstairs and walk and then stretch upstairs and maybe do a little bit of exercise up there and then go to that, it'll maybe take me an hour and a half with shower and everything. Right. So yeah. I'm not, I don't have 
I have other things I'd rather do than spend my day in the gym. But, you know, I, I don't park at the closest spot. I walk, when I, you know, through the store. I don't, if I can, I take stairs instead of an yeah. elevator. You know, just every little thing that I can do. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, know if you're baking, I like to bake. So I use a wooden spoon because, you know, any manual labor where you're moving your body and just do it, you know, roll your own bread. I roll my own tortillas and things, you know. Yeah. Again, I, all that stuff makes a huge impact on your fitness. So, yeah, I just uh, keep it simple. Uh, but, yeah, get, the, get off your phone because the song isn't going to help you work out better. And pay attention to your posture. Get get moving first. Like, yeah. I think people ought to be in there stretching, like, and just learning how their body moves and how to adjust and do different things with it before they worry about adding weights and all that sort of stuff. Absolutely. And for yourself, Justin, what would you say your best memory of your fitness journey is so far? Um, if you have one, kinda, or if you've got a collective bunch. Yeah, I think, you know, what I know, I think that I could measure was when I went, I really got intentional. I'm going to improve my heart function at the beginning of deciding that I was going to transform my health and, and get fit. And I was actually able to go in and have improved function that was measurable because I was able to walk more. But I also think just knowing that even now, like when I walk the mile at the track, I don't, I don't feel like I walked a mile and I used to feel like I walked a mile oh, yeah. and even at work, you know, I just, I can feel the difference, you know? So now like the back thing, that's a huge one. So it's, it's hard to tell because there's been several really good ones, yeah. but uh, yeah, probably just those measurable ones, the one that I could measure on paper and one that I could measure in the fact that I don't hurt every day. No, fantastic. And obviously, you know, you've came a long journey, you know, you've had many issues on the road, but if you could pick a compliment that somebody's gave you along the way, what one would it be? After it's been from maybe somebody at the gym or maybe one of your doctors? Um, man, I gotta say, I don't know that I've received a whole lot of compliments because it I was never like unfit. I've been the same size since high school, but uh, I did have a lady that was in the gym one day and I was stretching and she saw the scars on my chest and asked me about it. And I was said, uh, you know, you, I, she worked in a cardiology unit for heart failure patients. And she was like, well, you're in amazing shape for, you know, that. So to just have somebody recognize and, be willing to ask, you know, that was nice. Uh, Cause yeah. she sees people that are in that condition and who aren't in good shape and she was young and attractive. So that, that helps. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had the 85 year old lady tell me that I should be the uh, model for the gym there the other day too. Cause all the men that come in had fat beer bellies and I had nice uh, six packs. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take her compliment as well. Nah, she's old and wise she knows what she's talking about <laughs> absolutely so for yourself justin how did you motivate yourself on on a bad day um sometimes i didn't you know but uh you know most of the time it was because i'd already learned how to do it like growing up i had to walk to school every day i walked three thousand miles before i was in eighth grade because there's nobody to take you 
and it was a small town and so you just walked to school or at least i did the rain sleet snow shine didn't matter i can remember being pissed at the bus drivers and the whole town driving by me taking their kids to school uh you know and i'm an old man too so i i lived at the top of the hill and so you had to walk down the hill and then back up another hill and then down and up another hill to get to yeah. the school so i walked uphill in the snow twice <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so i just i already had that and i rode motorcycles in crappy weather you know so you just learn how to deal with the situation as it is and every day i had that stabbing chest pain for a long time and you know you just can't stop life you can't go to the hospital every time you don't feel good and so somewhere along the line i broke my back and broke my wrist and who knows what else and never went to the doctor about it i've been having back pain for 12 13 years and just found out in august after i built the house and was lugging stone for the bottom of the cabin <laughs> that i broke it and so you know i did all that stuff without knowing so now that i'm more knowledgeable about what my body's really doing like do things to fix it um but, yeah uh, yeah and you know obviously you mentioned that you like to do new things you know that you you know challenge yourself so if i could say to you right now in the next year to five years what's what's on the agenda have you have you got so, a few things on mind yeah, so I'm rebuilding this log cabin. I want to make it kind of a best of both worlds of, you know, off-grid and sustainable and on-grid and, you know, modern convenience. And then once I'm able to get out there, I want to transform the property into heaven on earth. So heaven's described, it's got water that comes out of the mountain and there's fruit that grows 12 months out of the year on either side of this. So I've got this creek that flows through the property that comes out of the mountain. And I want to basically just start planting more native uh, fruit trees and get back to a lot of the natural edibles and things that are in the area. There's a lot of, Arkansas is a beautiful state, it's the natural state. So there's lots of wild edible foods and things already that come up na naturally. Yeah. Blackberries and strawberries. And there used to be a lot of, uh, it's the American banana, it's called the pawpaw and just other different things. You can actually get banana trees to grow here and produce fruit here as well. Uh, so I want to transform this into a uh, community. I'd really like to get other people there with me to help me do it, but I want it to be um, where we also have, you know, like the hogs and the cows that are just interspersed with the, the woodland and move them around. It's called silvopasture. So you just allow them to root the native things and they help you know, dig things up and then you can come behind them and plant intentional crops and uh, just create a more intentional forested area. There's a lot of old wagon trails from the settlers that were there and the generations before me. And so they live there and some of their grandkids own the property just behind me. So I get all the facts and stories about how they survived back in the day. So there's yeah. a couple of springs on the property. And so just really transforming that into my little piece of heaven on earth uh, is my plan. So that, that's Fantastic. what I got keeping me busy. And if I'd love to uh, transform education, I think we're, we're sadly needing an upgrade in education from start to finish. I'd really like to build a team of people to do that. 
uh, I think at like the collegiate level, we could be doing a lot of open source stuff that we're not doing and design builds and design sprint type stuff to, again, build the world that we all want to live in. Uh, you know, we could feed, close, shelter, energize, and sanitize the planet. If I can do it for myself, then we can do it for everybody because the solutions are right here in my little 12 by 12 cabin. Um, <clears throat> so just figuring out how to share that with the world. And then when I'm in my 60s, I'd like to ramp a space chopper off the International Space Station and be one of the longest distance space flights. Because right now we got people just going up, but I want to go for distance and return. Yeah. And see how far I can go and get back. So couple of month type trip no, that was that was uh my big hairy audacious goal in the beginning was i just wanted to be able to ride my motorcycle more and i don't even <laughs> own a motorcycle now but i want to build a space motorcycle so <laughs> fantastic so yeah. if people want to get in touch with yourself justin obviously about your story um can they get in touch with you on social media yeah, social media is the best way. I use my name for everything because I don't have anything to hide. So it's Justin C. Kurtz, and you have to have the C in there. Uh, and so you can find me on you know, Facebook, TikToks, where I like to spend a lot of time now because I can really share the cabin and what I'm doing a little more. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, I've tried doing the website and having all that going, but finding people to come through and do what they say they'll do for yeah. money that I can afford has not been uh, as easy as I would like. So I'm just, I'm really kind of getting away from all that as much as I have a love hate relationship with it. Facebook allows me to do pretty much everything I would ever need to do as far as entrepreneurship and coaching and that sort of thing. Um, I use a website called buymeacoffee.com. It's very similar to uh, like a Patreon or another creator supported yeah website and i have some coaching packages that i put on there you can also just donate five bucks towards the cabin and building this off-grid crazy life that i'm trying to do because uh, i'm yeah, you know, i'm still on disability and working part-time and you know trying to do this with heart failure all those kinds uh, of things so uh, good justin uh, and i'm looking forward to seeing how this unfolds um but obviously um for yourself what advice would you give to anyone with any heart issues um, starting out their fitness journey for the first time or receiving news that they've got heart issues? Uh, so any health challenges, you know, makes you do things differently. But my dad always told me growing up that can't didn't do shit. So focus on what you can do, you know, be a can. Yeah. Because, you know, that if, if this is all you can do is squeeze your hands together, then do that. There was a like some Chinese proverb or Tao proverb, something, this turtle that lived a thousand years and all he would do is move his head back and forth really slow. And so if you start studying the Kui Gong, I think it is, there they did like a cancer study and the people that had breast cancer did the Kui Gong movements and other people did other things. And those who did those slow, intentional energy building movements like healed their cancer and didn't have near the health issues, didn't have to go through radiation, you know, so you, your body regenerates itself every 28 days. The science behind faith and belief in your ability. So I just, I'm a cyborg, right? So I just started believing that. And so my muscles are just, we're just stealing the titanium from those things all the time to strengthen me. And so, you know, you start getting in that mindset 
So whatever it is, just focus on what you can do and that you can be healthy. Because if you start saying, well, I'm sick, I'm going to die, then you're going to get what you believe in because what you focus on is what you get. So, no, absolutely. And it's been awesome having you on the show. So it's been good before, to be here, Scott. Just before we round up, have you got any questions for me? Uh, can I come visit you in Scotland and tour castles and go meet Dan Pena? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so I got to meet him over here, but I never did do his castle seminar. So I wanna, I'd like to do that someday, but uh, I, you know, I want to have a buddy over there if I'm going to go to oh, a new country. You can count on, count on me. Right on, mate. Oh, it's been awesome, Justin. Thank, Thank you very you. much, Scott. It's good to be here.